This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Passport Podcast. This is episode 85. And a little lady. What, what, what is that? <laughs> like three men and a little lady. That's, I mean, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Man, yeah, that's down the rabbit hole of a uh, sequel. Time. But hey, it's a little foreshadowing. So uh, we got okay. that going on for us. So anyway, with me, as always, are my uh, two of the three men. Oh man, this is rough. It's okay. Colin Harmon. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of the men that's here. One of the, one of the two. And Wes Allen. Bubble B tuna. Uh, welcome back. You know we uh, we're not recording very much these days, but we're trying to get back into it, and we're happy that you guys have stayed subscribed and that yeah. we've popped up uh, on your little feeds, and you've decided to take a listen. We really appreciate it. We have not gone anywhere. It's just you know it's hard with us recording at our own places and not meeting at a centralized location and having looser schedules and and babies okay, we have no and excuse. I do have a baby. That is a good excuse. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the ultimate um, excuse. Which is it's all yeah. It's all my fault. It's all because of the baby. So yeah. There we go. Just make sure you remind her of that for the rest of her life. Oh, <laughs> I like you were the problem and you're the reason that daddy didn't have any fun. That's ever. like one of the first words I said to her. Okay. You so. kept me from doing a podcast on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah, it was a normal Tuesday. And you blew it. <laughs> it's going to be great. You're going to be a great dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> great and job. if you want to keep up with us, I'll say this at the top. We have social media accounts. Pass forward cast. You just type in the search. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter. We're there. Yeah. Uh, and we, we have an email. Passforwardcast at AOL.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. This is our episode where we're going over all the retro news. It's been a while, so we got a lot of stuff, so we'll dive right into it. This is what we call a recurrent affair. You know, I was actually uh, watching the inauguration, and I heard them uh, play that song right before J-Lo came out and sang, which no one expected either. So. Yeah, it was emotional. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, everything about that, you know, really just touched my heart. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Anyways, you were saying... <laughs> Well, we will kick it off, as we always do, with the legends that have passed away. Mm. And we've got some big ones in here. Uh, the first one is Sean Connery. Oh, man. Um, I know this is not new news to those of you listening, but it's been a while, so we have to Yeah, this is like three months him. old. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, you know him from a ton of different things. And, you know, of the era that we cover... Indiana Jones, for instance, The Last Crusade. Uh, he's in The Rock, The Untouchables, Dragonheart, ton of stuff. And um, hey, he went the way that we all want to go, which he, you know, passed away Sky of old age. Out of it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that he passed away of old age while skydiving <laughs> in the air, peacefully in his sleep while skydiving out of an airplane at forty thousand feet. <laughs> <laughs> the way we it all want to go makes me think of like Grandpa Simpson who can just fall asleep in any situation. <laughs> so he's skydiving, falls asleep, and then just passes away uh, while holding sleep. hands with his loved one. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, but no, he he died died peacefully in his sleep at the age of ninety. So he lived a long, great life. Wow! And um, legend, 
Can you guys, can either of you guys do a good like Sean Connery impersonation in his honor? Everything I think of, it's like Daryl Hammond doing <laughs> Sean Connery. So. so it's an impression of an impression. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the way your mother likes it. You know. <laughs> I am the last one. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You're the man yeah. now, dog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so speaking of Daryl Hammond, we have <laughs> Alex Trebek, who passed oh. away of col- uh, pancreatic cancer. And obviously it was really sad when we first heard the news, and he battled it for... A good time. I mean, that's usually a, a quick death sent- sentence, but he held on for two years. Uh, obvious legend from, I mean, our childhoods, and oh, lots yeah. of people's childhoods, and and he hosted Jeopardy for a really long time. Uh, the nearly, entirety that I've been alive. Yeah, uh, nearly forty years. Was it thirty-six years? Right? Is my math right? So I'm thirty-six. Per- so yes, that's it. Was, yeah, started okay, in eighty-four. Right. So yeah, that's right. Uh, crazy uh, and you know again another legend and it really sucked to see him go honestly yeah. uh, it's hard to imagine anyone ever taking over that kind of role you know like that long time game show host that just doesn't happen anymore yeah Pat Pat Sajak is kind of the last remaining one Yeah, and game shows are so fleeting and um, you just don't see it happen anymore so have you ever heard of the uh, uh the widowhood effect. No, it's do like, tell. It's like when like an old person is more likely to die shortly after their spouse dies. Oh yeah. I wonder if the same thing happened after Sean Connery died and Alex Trebek and all that kind of thing. Oh. I wonder if they like just needed each other yeah. <laughs> through the celebrity Jeopardy days. I think that makes that sense. That was them, right? Yeah, it does make sense. <laughs> I think you're on something. Yeah, they had a special kinship, I'm sure. Certainly yeah. by proxy through SNL too. <laughs> R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen. I don't know if you guys are Van Halen fans. Uh, he died of throat cancer at the age of 65. So another cancer victim, Freaking which is cancer, really man. sad. I think Van Halen's probably my favorite uh, 80s hair band. So that's not saying much, but you know, I, <laughs> I enjoyed their music as much as I can. It's a solid choice. If you got to pick one, you pick the right one. <laughs> Said America. Well, you know, this is kind of a spoiler alert for the next episode that we do after this one, but let's just say we're doing a music episode, and I really considered one of their songs uh, as one of my favorite love songs. I actually did, too. Yeah? Is it the same one? The one that's in the Power Rangers movie? Uh, (laughs) No, it wasn't that one. Dreams is the one I'm thinking of. I can't think of the title of what it was, but... gotcha. Yeah, it wasn't that. <laughs> the Power Rangers movie, you know, like that. <laughs> Which I thought was a random song to have in the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> yeah. So guess what they could afford, unfortunately. <laughs> Moving on to Tommy Lister, which that name isn't as recognizable, but you might know him from um, things like Friday, The Fifth Element, and a little thing called the WWF. Yeah. They had a movie called No it Holds Bard with wrestlers and things. Um, that is Tommy Lister. And he unfortunately died from COVID-19 at the age of 62. Ooh, COVID will get you. Yeah. Which I read that he had it for a few, like he got it a few months before he died, but like I think he just kept having issues because of it, which sucks. Wow. That's, that's brutal. 
That's what's been crazy about that is like some people get it for like I have a head cold. Other people are like it hits them real bad for somehow inexplicable reasons right now. Brutal. Well, thankfully that is the end of the sad things. And yeah. we are moving no on to the else. things that are being revived or making a comeback of some sort. The opposite of what we just talked about, really. If you think about it, it really, it really is. Maybe some of these are sad for you guys. I don't know. So, Sister Act Three is a I'm thing sad. that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Who? Uh, I guess I was wondering who was asking for this, <laughs> but I we'll guess be, probably uh, with the immense viewership of the View and. The beautiful <laughs> mind that is Tyler Perry, which I genuinely mean that part. Uh, I actually am excited to see how this goes. Tyler Perry being involved does give me hope for this. Yeah, so it's Whoopi Goldberg and Tyler Perry joining forces, and maybe it's good. All I know is they cannot come up with a better sequel subtitle than Back in the Habit. So that <laughs> yeah, they need to come up fail. with something because we're scraping the barrel right now. Yeah, exactly. So. I need something new. That's please. true. Come on, Disney Plus. Keep Don't rebooting just make things. Distract three. <laughs> Sister Act 3. But this is going to be a Disney Plus thing, so it's not even going to theaters, but, you know, that used to mean that it's going to be crappy, but maybe not uh, these days. Yeah, and so, very, very, few, very few things are going to theaters right now. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, that so qualifier is out the window. So it, it may be pretty good. Could be. We'll see. Well, honestly, I think everything we're going to talk about is going to be going to a streaming service. So Wow. Empty your pockets. Is that is the Sister Act three sequel a series or a movie? I think it's a movie. I if it's called it's Sister, Act, Sister Act three, I assume it's a movie. Right. Yeah. Guess Unless we logical. go deep into the origins of her character. <laughs> Sister Act one and a half is really the one where that really sings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. we have Tiny Toons Luniversity coming to HBO Max. Um, have we, we talked about this before, right? Did we mention this? I don't think so. It, don't well, it's been a while since we've talked about news, so you've probably heard well, about it. Well, you probably forgot about it. So here we are talking about it again. <laughs> Not you, Wes. I'm saying the listener probably sure. forgot about it. <laughs> the everyman, if you will. Yes. Person. The general you. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a two-season order. I mean, I think they're following in the footsteps of Animaniacs coming back, which we will talk about in a second. Uh, Steven Spielberg is involved, just like with Animaniacs. So, hey, bring it on. I love Tiny Toons. Did you guys like it as much as Animaniacs like I did? Absolutely. I thought, I think it's very underrated because I feel like the comedy in that show is like just spot on and I feel like it's pretty timeless for what it is. So I feel like everybody kind of thinks of it as like Muppet Babies or something, but it's like, it's actually a well-written show. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so I can't boldly say that it holds up, but my memory of it is very fond, and I, I loved it. And um, I felt like, I mean, it was Animaniacs before Animaniacs, right? It was. Right. It, Animaniacs rode the coattails of Tiny Toons. Yes, and that's correct. It had that same kind of tone where it, it seemed like it was fun for us, but also had jokes for the adults in there, just like Animaniacs. So. Which I'm kind of surprised that Animaniacs didn't get into the HBO Max mix because, like, it's HBO Max is mainly a Warner Brothers thing. Right. So it's like, it's the Warner Brothers and the Sister Dot. So it's like, why didn't they, like, cash in on the Animaniacs thing? I wonder if that just kind of happened before they were developing HBO Max. Yeah, I think maybe that's, I was about to suggest that because Animaniacs started, what, three years ago? Three or four years ago. And 
who knows what they were uh, you know they saw hbo go and hbo plus or whatever it was that yeah. before they combined them so i'm wondering if yeah they just signed with hulu before hbo could get their act together with a streaming service but i don't know speaking of cartoons based off of well actually that's a disney isn't it darkwing duck is disney plus and it's coming back we have um seth rogan and evan goldberg being a part of it which is really cool yeah yeah these guys make good stuff and what, the fact that they're, they're taking part on, of what's that which, which they're a part of making the they're doing a new animated uh cg uh ninja turtles movie mm. Um, so like, I wonder if they're just kind of dipping their foot into the animated world of like kind of kid related things, which is very interesting. It is interesting because it's, maybe they're trying to prove that they can't, they don't only do inappropriate humor. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, maybe so. I feel, I feel Um, like them getting into this space, you know, it's, there is such an interesting like generational thing that's happening where, um, despite the seeming focus of this podcast like so many things from that era are coming back like from our childhood to where they realized like oh that was the first audience we raised by tv they're total junkies for this stuff Uh (laughs) and they're like just going through the catalog of things like that and then putting people that we've liked since then in charge of those things it's it's really fascinating to see. What well, it, it's kind of like I've kind of realized this over time is that a lot of like 80s things were based in the 50s and 60s. You know, you think of Stand By Me and Grease and just things like that that were kind of the people that grew up in that era. They'll when they become adults, they like to make movies and TV shows based on that era. So what you're seeing now is a lot of people that grew up in the 80s and 90s and like especially since reboots and all that stuff is hot right now it's like they're just kind of like yeah i want to be involved with that thing because i loved it when i was a kid and so you're just seeing like the major boom of that right now it's so true i mean you think like you know happy days was made in the 70s set in the 50s wonder years Mm -hmm. was set in the what 50s or 60s made in the 80s that 70s show set in the 70s made in the 90s um and yeah. that, I've I've made the comment before where it's like, oh, if they made that '70s show right now with the same time difference, it would be made. It would be set in 1999. So that's fun. I would watch that show. That's insane. Um, that which is mind blowing. Really, hope I just made all of you feel old. Done. Moving moving on, we have I know what you did last summer TV series coming to Amazon. So this one's interesting <laughs> because how do you make? This, I mean, I guess you can make it a limited series, or you know, maybe it's a different killer each season. I don't know how you make yeah. that work, but or you make it like Scooby Doo or Are You Afraid of the Dark, where it's like <laughs> somebody it's always does something different. bad in the summer, and so it's just another person that knows yeah. what the person did. Yeah, I think you I, like, I actually like that idea better than just like you know what it probably will be, <laughs> right? It's like one one killer and it's like over 13 episodes them trying to get away and being foiled and all that stuff it could be really fun if they did it to where it was like uh almost like black mirror where it's a style of storytelling but not necessarily you know a serial show where your every episode correlates uh that would be an interesting way of doing it because amazon hasn't done anything like that the closest amazon has gotten to that have you guys watched the romanoffs that's like a newer Mm-mm. Amazon show. It I thought at first it was like um uh, that type of style where like every episode is a totally different story. 
And it is. There's different characters in it and there's different people, but it all exists in the same universe. So, like, sometimes someone from three episodes ago will, like, just be walking in the background. That reminds me, which is also an Amazon show, is Tales from the Loop is very much like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Which is... It's an anthology, but you, like you say, you see people kind of familiar people. And then like later on, you'll see an entire episode about that background person or yeah. something. Yeah. Huh. So I wonder if that's, that would be an interesting style for yeah. them to do this. Not that they're asking that's us, nice. but they should clearly. <laughs> uh, yes. Give us all the money, Amazon. I mean, hire us, but work for free. Um, yes. uh, did you guys watch? I know what you did last summer, by the way. Did you, I mean, did you like, like it when it came out? I remember it came out when I was like, we were probably in that almost prime age of the cheesy teen horror movie. I mean, it was riding the coattails of Scream. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a big, like, slasher boom in the late 90s because of Scream. You had, like, Urban Legends and a few other things like that. So, yeah, it was very much in, like, yeah, let's, slashers are cool again. Let's do that again. Well, and I mean, that's why the, uh, scary mo- the scary movie franchise became a thing. because yeah. there were so many being made that they made a spoof off of it. Yeah. I personally liked it. I was a big fan. I know what you did last summer, but again, I was in middle school. So wait, yeah. what do I know? I'm sure it's really stupid. I haven't watched that one since the theater probably. So yeah, I feel like definitely scream is the one that the franchise that holds up a lot better, but yeah, yeah it, I definitely watched it and enjoyed it when it was on, like when it came out. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I think it was, um, oh, it wasn't called urban legend. What was the one where, like, you would basically die from all these really random ways? Final Destination. Yeah. I feel like those movies were very entertaining to me because they had to be so creative on how they killed people, which is like the terrifying sentence. I'm on a list somewhere now. <laughs> Sorry, well, which is NSA all like agent. slasher movies anyway. Yeah, but and those the, were and like... Then, you... And then Saw really banked on that oh, yeah. whole mm. premise. So. Freaking yeah. Saw. Uh, I couldn't watch past the first Saw. I didn't watch any other ones. Oh, man. I actually, I am not a horror movie person at all, but I really liked Saw. <sighs> Saw to me was a lot like Seven. The original Saw was like Seven, where it wasn't like yeah. jump scares and stuff. It was just kind of twisted and uh, suspense-filled. And I'm yeah. more like that. I, I like that kind of thing rather than... Well, I feel like... I feel like the first one was the smartest one. I feel like they kind of yes. got into like the whole franchise thing of like, okay, people just want to see people yeah. getting tortured. Yep. Yes. So yeah, like it, it just became really like bad. about that. Yeah. So I feel like the first one was really smart in the way that they did it. But yeah, it just kind of, as it went along, it was just about how much to make you squeam. And I don't know. Well, yeah, I feel like the way they promoted, I don't know if it was the second one, another one, I'll say it that way, uh, <laughs> was they had they showed somebody falling into a pool full of needles, and I was like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, that, was like, a, that was the second one. I noped the heck out of that. There's no yeah. way. Uh, the first one is very simple and very well done. I Obviously, it's not for everybody, but I do recommend it. So, yeah. Even, so should we like start a Saw podcast now, I, like I, a side podcast? Yeah, a Saw Maybe. podcast? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I feel like my, the best thing to come out of the entire Saw franchise, though, is the parody of Doctor Phil and Shaquille O'Neal in the <laughs> shower room I forgot with the Saws. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a national. I'm so surprised sequence. that Phil, that Doctor Phil agreed to do that. Hey Amen. So amazing. I mean, we'll put we'll put that in the show notes. For what sure. a gift! Oh, totally a gift. We have that now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the for gift that keeps on giving for sure. The 
Well, I think we have talked about this before. The Mighty Ducks is coming back. It's a series on Disney Plus, and they have a trailer. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And it's up right now on YouTube. You can watch it. We'll put it in the show notes. And it's got our friend Emilio in it. And it, Emilio, it looks all right. It, it, it looks okay. Yeah. Well, f- first of all, I'm offended that they didn't use my Marvel Mighty Ducks crossover idea. I, but yet, it's okay. Yet. They will. Yet. You, you don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, is, but yeah, it's, is it a series or is it a movie? I think it's a series. Okay. I think. I don't know, but yeah, I I, I I think it is. That wasn't but, clear from the trailer, I think. Yeah, but it seems like uh, Emilio might be replacing himself as the coach or with uh, what's her name from Gilmore yeah. Girls? Yeah, um, Loreline uh, in Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lauren Graham, right? Isn't that her name? Something like that. Lauren Graham. That is correct. Right. Yes. Okay. I think that's right. Ding 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 ding. Any, any... But it's interesting that the Mighty Ducks are kind of the villains, it seems like, in the movie. Because they're, like, on top, and they're, like, the, the team to beat. So it's like they're kind of doing a reversal there so that the Mighty Ducks are the villains. Cobra in this Kai one. style. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how that uh, plays out. I feel like the, this next year and the year after are going to be chock full of random things that they finished making across COVID. <laughs> they're like, normally we would have cut this, but we need money. <laughs> and they're just going to put everything on the streaming services. So it's going to be a whole treasure trove of... Yeah, we win. That's, great and shabby. I think that's a yeah. good thing. By the way, this this uh, trailer came out. There was like a, an investor thing with Disney Plus that they had like... A, I don't know, two months ago or something mm-hmm. where they announced like all the Marvel shows, all the Star Wars shows. So there's like a ton of stuff coming to Disney Plus. Yeah. So, you know, oh, the sure. seven or eight bucks that you pay a month is going to be worth it. Including that show soon. that's being filmed in Colin's backyard right now. In my oh, yeah. backyard. Yeah. In my front yard. <laughs> They're filming Miss Maze, Miss Maisel. I wish. Miss <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marvel across the street from my apartment tonight well all week but including tonight keep an eye out i'll wave from the windows the entire time so hopefully i'm in one shot no spoilers maybe yeah like a drone or helicopter shot you'll be seen yeah that's true it's very possible you can totally see it okay so we have a coming to america sequel but it's coming number two america so there's no subtitle Ah. which i find disappointing um (laughs) Another one bites the dust. But the, yeah. the trailer is out again, YouTube show notes, and uh, it definitely looks like it has a bigger budget than the first one, to say the least. Uh, yeah, um, it, but it which know, was also filmed in Atlanta. Yeah, everything is these days, and it it, it you know it looks pretty good. It looks it, funny. It does look very funny. It has like very uh, Nutty Professor undertones, yeah. which yeah. gives me great joy. Yeah, a lot it's of those. It's like vibes. oddly. It's oddly comforting to see Eddie Murphy in elderly makeup again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So check that and one. And Arsenio Hall with a makeup too. For sure. So check that one out. Uh, we'll kind of blaze through these. We have the trailer for Assembly Required, which if you don't know, that's a History Channel uh, competition show. where they. Well, why are we talking about it, Corey? Well, we're talking about it because it's being hosted <laughs> by Tim Allen and Richard Karn. Or Richard Kind. Which one? Karn. Karn. Not Richard Kind's the kind of like blah, blah, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> the guy from Spin City. 
Spin City is what you know him from. Uh, yeah. That's the first thing I know him from. Come on, man. I bet you he loves that. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that makes me so happy. He's well, what else fantastic. is he? What else is he in, Colin? Everything. He's in everything. <laughs> He's never had a leading role in any one thing, but he is somehow also in everything. He's always it's played incredible. like that annoying guy. Like I don't know. I again, I tried to do a little bit of a impression, but could not make it work. Yeah. But which I'll take this moment where we somehow got a Richard Kind to promote <laughs> uh, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch, which he is in. If you oh, have not watched that. that, it is our '90s childhood in a modern television show. Highly recommend. The songs are obnoxiously going to get stuck in your head, and you're going to be so glad. It's awesome. See, I feel like the old songs went on a little too long for me. So, I, like, I'm like, okay, I get the joke. So I had yeah. to like fast forward two minutes. But like, I enjoyed all the other parts of it, though. Yeah, it's fan- it's amazing. It like almost has like a Sesame Street vibe without the the Muppets. Yep. Well, back to Assembly Required. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little sidetrack there. It yeah. seems it's it's in the style of you know, using tools and construction and all that stuff. So they, it's basically tool time. Yeah. It's basically tool time, but it's a competition show. So naturally Tim Allen and Richard Karn are (laughs) hosts, but not as Tim, the tool man, Taylor and Al Borland, as I understand they're actually themselves, but, but he did do the grunt. So that's enough. I'm sure. I just wonder if, uh, I just really hope that, um, Heidi is back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was all of our first thought. And it. she's pregnant again. Oh, oh no. no. Heidi. They could bring in Pamela Anderson. Oy. <laughs> I think they probably thought about doing a home improvement revival, but they probably just figured this would be good enough yeah, in good the enough. parts that everybody wanted. So They're whatever. testing it, yeah. I'll take Jonathan it. Taylor Thomas probably just wouldn't want to do it, so they decided to go this route. What does he want to do right now? I don't know. Count money. There's a trailer out for Clarice, which is the CBS series based off of the character from Silence of the Lambs. I have oh, not nice. seen any Silence of the Lambs movie. So oh, really? I, I am mean, completely out on this one. Well, I feel like if you've liked the first Saw and Seven, I feel like you would like Silence of the would. Lambs. I'd agree with that. I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I can't really speak much to this because i i think it's a prequel to silence of the lambs this uh series um but the actress that they chose to play jodie foster's part really i feel like they did a good a good job casting that because it seems like she kind of fits that vibe and everything yeah i don't know if this is my bad because it's very much like a crime thriller type show and i don't know i'm not super i don't normally jump on those types of shows but i don't know we'll see it looks like it's well made so that's good yeah it does seem like a little uh it's on cbs so it already feels like it's like ncis with twice the budget <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and it's... she kind of looks like what's uh juno from the movie juno june bug uh, she definitely looks like her elliot page yes ellen page it's elliot now oh yeah i'm keeping up West didn't put that in the uh, news notes, but (laughs) breaking news. Sorry. Noted. So how about a show that all of us are interested in? Are you afraid of the dark curse of the shadows? Which again, is this a show or is this a movie? 
if they're doing it the way that they did, they did like a mini series a couple of years ago yeah. of like four or five shows that were, it was basically like one long story. So it wasn't like the original Ari for the Dark Worlds anthology. So I don't really know what their format is because they're, the last one was kind of forming the Midnight Society and the, they were kind of part of the story. They weren't really telling it. Hmm. Um, so with this one, it's a totally different cast. So I don't know if like they just couldn't afford the actors from the first one. And they're like, hey, we want to potentially make this a TV show, an ongoing thing. So I wonder if they just kind of recasted people or started over. So I don't know what their plan is for it. But I think that this one is also a miniseries type of format. So I don't know if they're just going to do a bunch of those, you know, every couple of years. But I I enjoyed the last one. So, and from the looks of it, I I feel like this one I will like it better because the last one was like a carnival theme, and the villain was Mister Top Hat, and it was I don't know, it was good. But like I feel like seeing the trailer for this now, I'm like it's basically like a Nightmare on Elm Street for kids mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. Yeah. So. I really liked uh I really liked the shot where she gets like sucked down into the bed. Yeah, which is very nightmare on Elm Street. It is. And I without used the to, blood. Yeah. And I used to act anytime we would stay in a hotel, because there was a season <laughs> in my life where I wasn't a prostitute, but I stayed in a ton of hotels for years. And uh we would if we were the first person into the room, we would always push the beds together as if like, Oh no, they gave us one big king bed again. <laughs> and then it was always like Ugh! You get sucked down into the bed, and it was always a stupid joke we did over and over again. Oh, I, I love that you actually did that. <laughs> I've never thought to do that yeah. ever in my life. So when that happened, I was like, oh, I love it. That's going to be... It's like a weird nostalgia <laughs> point that is me laughing at somebody else's absolute unfortunate worst nightmare, but it was fun. Yeah. You know what I loved about this trailer is that it was a, like a quick callback, but it was like Sardo, Mr. Sardo's magic shop. Like, if you can remember the not Mr. You know, Sado, um, the it was like a reoccurring character that was in the original series, oh, but it's a, it's a new character, and I'm surprised that they didn't try to get they probably tried to get the original guy, the actor, to do it, but I guess he's too old or something now. Yeah, on like a very nerdy note, I really liked all their text boards too, like they had like a nice animation, <laughs> had nice animation which I didn't have. Did they have any of the original kids in this as like the adults or anything? Do we know that? I don't I don't know. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think the previous one had a few of the original actors Ooh. in it. Not the Midnight Society, I don't think, but like people that were kind of in random episodes. That's I think like the mom was somebody. I, I do think that there were kind of like little Easter eggs there for mm. that. I appreciate that. Little yeah. details. Love it. So that also is a trailer that's on YouTube. We have, so my, to recap, Mighty Ducks, Coming to America, Assembly Required, Clarice Trailer, Are You Afraid of the Dark? All of these are in our show notes, or you can just YouTube them. But they're available. Check them out. Uh, should get you excited for at least, I don't know, one of those things. Yeah. If you grew up yeah, in the 90s and 80s. So um, now we're moving on to our segment, which is usually just West reviewing things. But we actually, some of us have seen some of these <laughs> things that we're going to review real quick. And I haven't seen one of them, so yeah, that's like so a first, too. change of pace. This is what happens when we take, you know, like two months to record an episode. Colin and I have time to watch <laughs> We something. actually watch things. So the first one is, which, by the way, pu- pushing pause on that real quick, I just realized that uh, 
my subtitle for this episode. I said I was foreshadowing, and I didn't realize, wait, no, we talked about the Three Men and a Baby sequel last time, so. <laughs> Ugh, awkward. I thought I thought you guys were pregnant again or something uh, yeah, like I know. that. Uh, so, sorry about that, everyone. But anyway, the first thing we're going to review is Animaniacs. That is out on Hulu and has been for quite some time, to the point where Colin and I even have watched it. So, yeah. and by watched it, I mean I watched the first episode. Yeah, so let's talk two. about it. What'd you think about it? Uh, I watched the first two and I really like just how aware of how aware it is that time has passed <laughs> in the sense of like how humor has changed and that like they're trying to figure out how to make things funny now, even self-referentially. I, I really appreciated that acknowledgement. Yeah, it's very like so many shows, so many shows get that part wrong or assume that they don't have to and i think that was like a very good way to start out yeah super self-aware yeah just like them making fun of themselves so we don't get to or have to made it feel like okay well now that we've got that out of the way let's see what you got it was very wise in my opinion yeah and and i feel like they did that all without not really changing the vibe of the 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 show at all i feel like it it seems like they picked back up where they left off like i feel like they didn't miss a beat at all i feel like it's it's really they really knew what made the show good the first time around and they just kind of picked it up and went with it but it's somehow i guess because it was just kind of a classic comedy style that they did um so that you know when we watch it now it still seems fresh and you know i don't know so yeah. They knew what they were doing, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely... They were some to bring a lot more clever writing to children's programming, quote-unquote. Even though like, we probably all watched that you know, far beyond when we were considered and allowed to be children still. <laughs> but uh, I feel like they did a good job of... like Raises hand. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, I feel like they did a good job of elevating your humor your ability to understand humor to a next level instead of reaching down and pandering down to a level that everyone will get it it's like no let me invite you to this next level of comedy that you're probably going to right and they're okay with like hey there's going to be some jokes that you miss but that's what makes it so great is like you can watch Mm -hmm. it again and rediscover and watch it when you're older and be like whoa i didn't realize that which is what the original was like so yeah yeah, I thought they stayed really true to the original and didn't take themselves too seriously, which I feel like is the sweet spot. I thought it was interesting that they they only did like the Warners and Peeking the Brain. They didn't do any of the other kind of side characters or anything like that. Yeah, I was about to say that part too. It's which okay. does anybody know why? Uh, I I feel like obviously the I've, the Good Feathers or whatever they were called. I mean that's a little dated, <laughs> but like Rita and Runt, like that could be brought back and Buttons and Mindy. Katie Kaboom, like all those little side wins. Well, I feel like Pinking the Brain was like almost bigger than Animaniac yeah. at some point. So it's like, I bet that they just like, okay, we're just going to focus on these two things. By the way, that new intro for the Pinking the Brain segment is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't really do much as far as like kind of moder- modernizing, like kind of, you know, the way the animation is, but like they really pour themselves into that little intro for pink in the brain. It's really cool. Yeah. I was pleasantly pleased with their efforts there for sure. That they did a great job. I do wish that they would have brought back the, um, the good idea, bad idea. Oh segment. yeah. 
I always love oh, same that. same about that. Yeah, that'd be great. Next well, time. So still gets a gets a, a thumbs up from all of this Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I endorse it. So let's move down to Saved by the Bell. That's been out on the Peacock. I don't think any of us have Peacock. Is that I have the free version? So, Colin, what do you think about it? Then you were able to watch some episodes. Then I assume since you got yeah. The so I I drifted through the first two, and um, I think probably the worst character trait of it is that I just kind of forgot that I was watching it, which is not a good sign <laughs> for them. Uh, it's actually it's actually worse than it being bad because I'm be like, oh, it was so bad. I can't wait to tell everyone about it. It was just like, okay. Like it is basically it the trailer just longer, really. Oh man, that's that's mm-hmm. disappointing. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm sure they'll have. I'm sure it progresses beyond that, but it wasn't enough to keep me investing my time in it. I'm sure I'm not the only yeah. one because I'm sure the people that love it. But yeah, it's like I I honestly just keep forgetting that it exists, which is kind of like the worst. In general, I feel because like. it's like you would think that they would be pouring so much into advertising and stuff, but I feel like. I feel like HBO Max is doing a really good job of advertising and kind of pushing their content out there, but I feel like Peacock really is not doing that well, you know, especially because, like, that's the only place you can watch The Office now. Yeah, they're just banking on everyone getting it so just to watch The Office, and they're like, yeah, while you're here. Yeah, it's definitely their tentpole in that sense is The Office. But, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of other, like, riveting thoughts about it other than, like, it's the trailer longer. I kind of forgot I was watching it. But I'm sure people will love it. Okay. Well, then, in that case, we'll move on. And this is actually way late because it's been out for a while, and we've all heard good things about it. But um, we're finally getting around to talking about it. I still haven't seen it, and it's Cobra Kai. Which is now on Netflix, right? Yeah, and I feel like that's one of the reasons that it's blown up. Like, it already kind of was pretty popular when it was it was was a YouTube show, but you know, I don't feel like it did very well on there because you know YouTube didn't really have a lot of original content to provide. So it was like that and maybe a handful of other stuff. But like mm-hmm. Netflix acquired it, I think back in like September. Or, a couple of months ago and it just blew up again. So they put like the first two seasons out and evidently they had filmed the third, third season before the pandemic. So they rolled out season three on Netflix on, I think it was uh, new year's day. Um, so like, it was like a perfect timing cause everybody was off work and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we, you know, we binged the first two seasons when it first came out on Netflix. And then, like, of course, we binged it um, when it season three came out. But I want to kind of quote a friend of the podcast, Matthew Skiff, on this. He tweeted this, and I think it's like a perfect review of the show. <laughs> he said, the show has no right to be this good. Oh, interesting. And it, it, it's such a weird show to explain because it's it's not that objectively good. Um, the <laughs> acting is pretty The acting is pretty rough. Um, the characters aren't really that likable as really bad, like eighties metal music, like not even the good kind. And, uh, it pretty much gives karate and martial arts, martial arts kind of a terrible name, but like, (laughs) even after all that, it's, it's so good. Everybody should stop what they're doing right now and watch it. That makes no sense. 
that doesn't like it, it's it's such a weird thing because it's like i think it's like the whole binge worthy nature really works for the show because um i feel like it would it would fail on like a weekly format i like i don't uh, feel like it has enough to kind of push you over a long period of time but they do such a cool thing about um cliffhangers and all that huh. and the thing that they do extremely well is that no one is ever really a good or a bad guy all the time. They live in that like gray area really well, like with everybody, even the people that you think that like, Oh, I meant to like them. You end up hating them and people that you're meant to hate you, you love them like five minutes later. Interesting. And it constantly kind of bounces back and forth. And I feel like they really, they kind of played into the criticism of the original Karate Kid about how if you watch the movie through Johnny's eyes, Daniel is the real villain because like he comes into town and he steals his girlfriend and like beats him up for no reason and just like all these kinds of things. So if like you look at it with that kind of perspective, you're like, oh yeah, Daniel really is kind of a jerk. That he just funny. like kind of comes in, but like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 it's not a good show, but it's a great show. I don't know how else to explain it. Like it, like I said, it, it has no right to be this good. Um, because like, I don't even think you should like watch the trailers to see if you would be into it or not. I feel like you should just watch it and just keep watching it. Huh. Cause I feel like it's an easy binge. Cause I think they're only like 25, 30 minute episodes. And there's like, I don't know, maybe eight to 10 episodes a, a season so it's like i don't know it's a it's a quick binge like you you're, you'll be surprised how quickly you go through it huh. but you know it's it's good it, it, it does work on the nostalgia factor and if you weren't really that into karate kid growing up like i feel like they do a lot of flashbacks of like the original movies and all that so like i don't feel like you would get lost oh, okay. um so you know if you forget like a certain detail they're like they do a little magical flashback of that moment Hmm. that you might have forgotten so but yeah i've definitely heard Cobra good Kai. things about that show uh but that's like the first in-depth kind of review and it it does intrigue me it's like oh i guess i should watch it now like that does sound yeah. that sounds good it sounds and hey it was filmed right here in atlanta it was oh really oh that's another thing i meant to say is that there's like a theme park that they go to in the show and it's actually a theme park that's in Fayetteville where I grew up and it was it was called Dixieland I don't think it's called that anymore but it's like they have putt-putt and like laser tag and all this kind of stuff and in this third season they were there and I they were filming like in a hallway I'm like and I told Haley I'm like oh my gosh I used to play laser tag right down that hallway like I can see where the entrance was and the very next scene they're like in there like the laser tag kind of area I'm just like oh my gosh this is like nostalgia like overload right now because oh, it's like that. a karate kid show and like the place where I used to like go on the weekends I love to hang out when I was like in middle school it's crazy but yeah so that that was insane that, that they did that it's funny That's i really so like i i for the longest time i was part of the email list when i was a uh, an extra in anchorman 2 i was part of the email list for like the extras casting and stuff and we just keep getting emails and didn't unsubscribe for a long time because i wanted to do it again but then i just gave up um but anyway i would get emails for cobra kai and every time i got it i'm like God, this is so stupid. Like, why would anybody be an extra for this? It sounds like a waste of time. It's a YouTube show. It's going to be another failed reboot. It's like, 
and it's on like not even a cool platform it's just gonna fail and then here we are it's yeah, like, it just sounds really bad on it paper. really does like so anyway maybe i should have been an extra on that show yeah <laughs> could be counting your residuals and it's like right when now. you're watching when you're watching it you're like yeah this is kind of what i expect it to be but it's like somehow just works yeah. i don't i don't know how to it, it like messes with me i'm just like it's not that good but it is i don't know mm. that's interesting how do I how do I convince my wife to watch it? What would what would she what would she not like that you should say out loud that we should be like, okay, let's watch that? What she would not like? Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> convince my no, I'll also I'll fight my own battles, thank you very much. But yeah. thanks for being willing. <laughs> Appreciate you even trying. Well, so what do you think about all the things we talked about? Animaniac, Saved by the Bell, Cobra Kai, or any of the thing any of the news that we mentioned, we'd love to hear from you. At Pass Forward Cast on Twitter and Instagram. We have a Facebook page, but eh, just stay off Facebook. It's better for everybody. We have an email address, <laughs> PassForwardCast at AOL.com, because we're cool and retro. We would love to hear your thoughts. And, hey, you can leave a review on iTunes if you liked what you heard. Or, yeah, no, don't do it if you didn't like what you heard. We don't want you any bad reviews. Want. I'm just going to be frank there. But Unless it's funny. Unless it's yeah. funny. Then we might read it on the air. But yeah, roast, don't, roast don't me. do that. Give us five stars right. and then leave us a bad review. So. <laughs> five uh, stars bad review. <laughs> okay, you know what? Just <laughs> Kind of like Cobra Kai. Forget the review thing. Forget the review thing. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and email. We love talking with you guys. And I think that's it for now. Until next time. I think so, Brian. But aren't we already naked? <laughs> uh, I have more of a podcasting body. <sighs> That was from the Mighty Ducks trailer. <laughs> Later, Snorks. Pass Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's on! Oh, yeah! Kick it!